Okay. Clever intro here. Right. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to We Like Watching, a podcast where content is our kink. And today I'm very excited about our episode because we are talking about something that overtook my entire Christmas winter break. Sex? Um, it, yeah, not that. Well, maybe we'll get into that. But um, my mom listening, okay? She's on episode two. Um, but you know I also hijacked my friend Sam's Netflix queue because I was house sitting. And now he gets suggestions such as to all the boys I've loved before because I watched <laughs> Bridgerton at his house. So um, that being said, we're talking about Bridgerton. And instead of just introducing you guys today by name, I thought it'd be more fun to introduce yourselves by your Bridgerton name, which is Lord or Lady, your middle name, the last thing you drank with a ton at the end, and of your car's model. So I am Lady Suzanne Waterton of Rav. I am Lord David Pepsi Maxton of Mustang. I am Lord Sugar Bear, because I don't have a middle name, uh, Saporotan of Tiguan. Oh. That was very, very specific. Right, right. <laughs> Heavy it would be Lady Mary Alice Sweet Teton of Kia. And for the listeners, L just flipped off Evie because that's an inside joke that goes back uh, a little bit. So. Basically, I was convinced for two minutes that mine might Evie be the longest one. Alice. I'm excited. What is it, Jimmy? Lord Lyle Philip Propelton of Rogue. Oh, I didn't. You have two middle names. This is a yes. interesting yeah. moment to have on the So, podcast. yeah, my full name is James Lyle Philip Largent. Okay, good. And now some people know the answers to your security questions, probably because we just disclosed our car make and model. And no, so. no, they don't. Is, Fi right. is Philip your confirmation name? No. So Philip is my um, godfather, and then Lyle was my grandfather. Look oh. in the family names. Right. What and, royalty of Cleveland this be? And then uh, my name, my first name is spelled different with a J A Y M E S, and that was actually founded off of a wine cooler. <laughs> Give it all away, Jimmy. Give it all away. Your whole life. So we can we can alert the. Did your mom choose that? Yeah, it's off of Bartles and James, which is a wine cooler company. Yeah, your mom is badass. So I'm <laughs> real happy you told me that story. She is. She almost took me down. Actually, one day trying she's to like she's like the most badass ever because she sent me home today with a whole bag of quesadillas and ice cream sandwiches that she made herself so mm. badass is confirmed diabetes here we come <laughs> <laughs> for our listeners this week is jimmy bone bone's 30th birthday so yeah starting to roll in. it's depressing i'm turning 30 it's Pisces season. Oh no, you poor thing. Feelings are in the air. Yeah. Mm. Yes, feelings are everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so before we get into Bridgerton, um, why don't we talk a little bit about what we've been watching? I will say that I found a series that has intrigued me more on Netflix than Bridgerton, than um, Firefly Lane, which is Ginny and Georgia. 
never got into Gilmore Girls, but I binge watched the whole first season and that's what they're kind of comparing it to. Um, there's murder in it though, so it's definitely not the same. And I think it's a really, really good watch if you got some time. Just the layers to everything. So what else has everyone been watching? Okay, could I could I name uh, the two oh. real quick? Because I only did two. I didn't do a lot of watching this week. See if you can guess them by my clue. Okay. 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 The the first one is. Can you, you know that one? No. No. Aladdin. Mars Attacks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I was like trying to remember the name of the movie. I was like sitting here thinking about it for like at least. This whole time I was like, "What is it not?" Uh, I've seen Mars Attacks. It just you just have to watch it. It's so dumb. It's kind of funny. Um, and then the last one, star-studded cast. My clue is: you can fly, you can fight, you can. Face Jam. No. <laughs> Come on! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. It's Peter Pan. Hook. Oh. Hook. I hate that fucking Hook. movie so much. I hated Why? it when I was little. Because uh, I was five when it came out, and I saw it, and I hated it then, and I still hate it. Like, I, I can't watch oh, it. Fucking Rufio. But, John Williams, though. If John I see Williams. Rufio, I'm going to fucking stab him in his neck. I mean, Rufio did ruin the movie. He but... did, right. Fucking bitch. I, I like the part where they basically talked about the sadness of poverty by saying, hey, if you just pretend you're eating food, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Evie, what have you been watching? Bridgerton. Okay. Um, I, I, I also... What? I loved your hot takes. We're in a group chat. It's Evie and his mom, um, which has been very fun. I feel like my mom... At this point, she is probably over, at least over 15 times watching the entirety of season one of Bridgerton. It's her laundry folding show at this point, so she has it on in the background just as noise. Um, I come from a huge family. She and my dad are now empty nesters, and they need noise in the house or they feel lonely. So they get to, you know, hear the sexual squealings of the Bridgerton episodes while she folds laundry but i also um i'm a big fan of ed and lorraine warren um before you know the movie verse came out about their cases they were paranormal demonologists for the catholic church uh they were real um movies like annabelle and the conjuring and the nun oh. are all based off of their real life stories oh. um the conjuring. i'm a big Forever yeah, I'm a fucks me up. <laughs> big fan of those movies. Um, some of them are are not as good as others, but the universe that they've created um, is pretty true to real life, and I appreciate that. And so, I watched I, those I while I was working guys, this week. I don't know about you guys, but when I watch The Conjuring, I instantly have to watch a comedy, or I can't go to bed. And I watch it at all because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too much unsolved mysteries in the night. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. What about you, Kevin? What have you watched this week? Um, so besides the standard watching, which I'm I'm very infatuated with WandaVision right now. Um, the, what what they're doing on that show is so fascinating to me. And one of the things I hope we can talk about, you know, in the next couple months is kind of the state of like the 
the Marvel television universe, as I'm starting to call it, just because with WandaVision coming out as hot as it is and like a bunch of the other shows that they have in the queue, including uh, Loki, you know, Captain or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like all these other shows that are coming out. Like, I'm just I'm so pumped about that. So it's making me very happy. Uh, but two other shows I've been watching. I'll just keep it really brief. Uh, one that's brand new that I'm very curious about. And Jimmy, I feel like if you haven't started watching it yet, you should at least just to see how you feel about it. Uh, Young Rock. It's it's very interesting because it's it's very much a kind of cushy, like you know, family friendly like viewpoint of like the Rock's life. If you um, smell, we started watching that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's good, but it's also like weird to me because there's a lot of what's called insider terms that they start using in the show, like talking about gimmicks. And, you know, getting heat and things like that. And also, like, as someone who has seen a lot of, like, old wrestling, seeing some of the old wrestlers that they have uh, being portrayed recently, like Rowdy Roddy Piper and Ric Flair and, and the Iron oof, Sheik, oof. who was actually a big part of Detroit wrestling for a long time. Like, the Iron Sheik, it's very weird to see him as buff as he is in the show because he was not in that shape by the time The Rock was, like, around and doing his thing. Um the other show that I've been watching and I've been finally getting myself into and I'm very excited about it is Snowpiercer. Um, I think I've talked to you guys a bit about the movie before and it's been one of those things I've been waiting and finally Snowpiercer is now on HBO Max, the first season is, and it has um, David Diggs and Jennifer Connelly and a bunch of other people that you like know or you've at least seen once or twice before and it's, it's good. Um, it's a little too dark for my TV and, and bright light and stuff like that. So sometimes reflections kind of tear the, the viewing part, you know, apart, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm really glad I'm finally getting into it. So is it a sequel to the movie or no, it's kind of a, it's kind of a reboot in its own way. Cause it, it, gotcha. it tackles the same like thing, but like Snowpiercer, the movie had Chris Evans and John Hurt and a few other people, um, whereas this movie has, like I said, David Diggs and a few others. Um, mm-hmm. Same premise, though, for those who don't know, Snowpiercer is basically about the Earth. People attempted to cool the Earth with these crazy like weapons, and then it ended up freezing the Earth over, and the last remaining human beings on Earth live on what's called a perpetual motion train that's being guided around, and basically the entire train is differentiated by classes. And both shows kind of start off talking about the people who live in the tail of the train who pretty much weren't supposed to be there or were kind of the poor people. So whereas the, uh, the Korean film kind of had a little more of a zaniness and a little bit of a, a wildness to it. So far the show is, is a little more subtle about it, but it's still very good and very interesting to see. So the way they punish people is, is very fascinating on the show and the way that they deal with the fact that they've been living on a train that's just constantly emotion is super interesting to me. Is it the same way they punish them in the movie? It is. Oh, okay. Not giving too much away. Mr. Hufflepuff. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> what about you? Uh, just the usuals. Uh, Mr. Mayor. Uh, we, we watched that. We watched 911. There was I've episode. really enjoyed that. <laughs> Mr. Mayor's been... I think Mr. Mayor's been good. It's personally. been really good, yeah. Uh, 911... Um, uh, what's uh, the rookie we watched? There was a new episode oh, yeah. of that. Um, what I want to watch this week, it's on HBO right now, is Judas and the Black Messiah, and it's it's like a story of Fred Hampton. Um, if any Me of too. you know, I'm excited to watch it. Um, that story. I, I won't spoil it, but uh, apparently, like he Stanfield had to have therapy after doing the role, so 
um, I'm really excited just to watch it and and see how how well the movie is. Lakeith Stanfield, I really appreciate his talent. Um, I think some of his movies, he's always good in the movies that he chooses, but sometimes the movies that he chooses mm-hmm. aren't good, if that makes sense. So I'm kind of excited to see how this actually works out. But Daniel Kaluuya is in it too, um, and he's usually in pretty good movies. So um, I will let you guys know how it is next week. Yeah. Thank you. And you should probably let me know how the rookie's going because I, I should probably start watching again. But Okay, so Bridgerton, let's let's discuss. I know some of us just got finished watching it. Um, I watched it when it first came out and messed up my friend Sam's Netflix Netflix suggestions. Um, now he gets all of the rom-coms like to all the boys I loved before. So that was cool. Um, I started watching it in December when it came out. And something that I found out today, actually, that they're reporting is that for the first time since its release, um, there is a show that is beating it in average views, and that is now WandaVision. So it's interesting since, you know, Kevin, you brought up WandaVision. I'm not surprised by it based on what everyone's been saying about WandaVision, but uh, broke some Netflix records, am I right? It's uh, the biggest you? It's the biggest Netflix debut of all yeah. time. Yep. Yeah, so that's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, and I, I don't know what was behind it, but um, definitely something interesting. It had to be making a murder, right? Mm, Am I wrong? Maybe, I don't know. It I probably was that was a big deal when it came out. I'm not sure. We'd have to we'd have to search that. Yeah. Yeah. But um another thing that I thought was crazy that I just I saw a little blip of it. There was seven thousand five hundred different costumes made for Bridgerton. Oh wow. That's, That's astounding. That's so crazy. It's <laughs> so crazy. It's reading yeah. that no character wore the same outfit twice. That's insane. That's insane. Right, and I I got to thinking like, are you? I wonder if this is real. But then when I was clicking back through episodes, um, it's like the outfits look very similar. Like Lord Hastings wears a lot of black and gold, mm-hmm. but they weren't the exact same. They were just very, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought a couple palette. times the feather. I thought the Featheringtons were always wearing the same stuff, and then I realized it was because of that palette that they each had on their own individual base. Like it was, it was weird. Um, I was like watching, and I was like, "Why are they wearing that exact same outfit that they had like two days ago?" And then I realized it, it was completely different. It was just so intricate in its own little ways. Yeah, for sure. Before we go any further, I do just want to say that we will be discussing some huge spoilers in this so if you have not seen bridgerton yet we've given you those two months but for now you might okay enough my roommate is like it's softcore porn um she's also (laughs) the one that can't watch it because anything in the 1800s with sex how they didn't bathe all the time oh old timey porn sorry and they didn't even shower back then that's true Great. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Also, probably more than likely, didn't I mean didn't shave back then either. So, so Mm -hmm. think about it. Right. So let's just put it all out there. That's what are you saying? Full bush. (laughs) My God. Lots of ferns. Lots of ferns. Right. 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 I keep a fern (laughs) or two on my. You know, I, I. I I will say when I was watching this, I kept thinking about, um, in my mind, like the comparisons I used to have of game of thrones and lord of the rings and hear me out this is what i'm saying 
the reason why I was thinking of this comparison was because when I saw Lord of the Rings, I was like, all right, cool, Lord of the Rings. Like, it's it's got the fantasy. It's got all these fun things. And then I saw Game of Thrones, and suddenly that was in my mind. I was like, oh, so this is what I thought Lord of the Rings could be if there was a little more violence, a little more sex, a little more this and that to it. So, like, it felt to me kind of like Lord of the Rings amped up. I know it's not exactly the same thing, but my point is when I first heard of Bridgerton, I was like, oh, okay, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, and then suddenly, you know, there there's the Duke's ass, and then what an ass. Um, and that's when physical? I was like, oh, okay. To me, it felt like Pride and Prejudice amped up a little bit. And and I don't necessarily think that that was a bad thing. Uh, later on, we have plans to do a tier list for power rankings on the show. But uh, I would say, since Kevin brought up asses, uh, I would definitely say that Colin Featherington had the best ass of any character on the show. You mean Colin Bridgerton? Yeah, I'm sorry, Colin Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's too many ton names on the show. Anyway, uh, Colin Bridgerton had the best ass. Uh, Would you say there's a ton of ton names on the show? There are. I see what you did there. Okay, I'll leave. Bye. <laughs> so, while we're on the subject of cast members' asses, um, why don't we get straight into casting... So um, there's been a couple of these people who I've seen before in other things, and I just want to get your guys' feel if you think that it was well cast. I personally think it was well cast. I'm so blown away by how these girls that are cast as, like, you know, teenagers are in their 30s and late 20s. Um, I want their face and night serum. But other than that, how do you guys feel about the people that were in the roles portraying each character? The only character that I did not like the casting for was Anthony Bridgerton. Um, I, I don't know what it is about that guy, that character, or that actor. Uh, he was also in Broadchurch. He played the, the reporter um, in town, and I didn't like him in that role either. Um, so I, I, I know this is totally insane, and I know that I, I just I don't like that actor. Um, and I kind of don't like the character of Anthony Bridgerton either. Um, and maybe that had something to do with it, but I don't like the character of Anthony Bridgerton either, but I love that actor. Really? Um, yeah, I, I didn't like yeah. him in this and I didn't like him in Broadchurch either. Um, but mm -hmm. I think I'm with Elle. I, I think everyone for the most part was very well cast, I think. And I think the acting was really good. Everyone. So maybe you're not a huge fan of Jonathan Bailey because he's um, a stage actor, like in musicals and stuff, and you don't like musicals. Right? I, don't like musicals, I right? feel like the main. This is just my personal opinion. I feel like the main girl could have been somebody different. Thank you. I I'm uh, not I was the biggest probably fan. could have seen like. And this is just my personal opinion. So, like, I think like Maisie Williams or like Sophie Turner would have fucking smashed this role. Can we talk about how all of her siblings had very dark hair and dark features? Uh, and then she's like the redhead? Yeah. <laughs> that was a little confusing to me, right. too. I was like, uh, what's going on here? Right. Right. I, get yeah, Sophie, I get Sophie Turner vibes from that character, though. Like, I feel like Sophie Turner could slay that role. Sure, sure I think sure. Sophie Turner was pregnant during filming, but maybe mm -hmm. it was considered. I know Phoebe I, Diver from um, Younger, and maybe I went into this kind of a little biased because I hate her character, Claire, on Younger. Um, but I was just not a big fan in, of her in that role. I think she had major chemistry with Bridget, um Jean Page, but other than that, I wasn't the biggest fan of her either. 
Interesting. Interesting. I watched a thing. It's so his name is Reggae Jean. Reggae, that's what I meant. Reggae Jean. Yeah, yeah. He. I just you said that, and it made me think of this YouTube uh, little mini documentary about his name and like his background because he's absolutely fucking gorgeous, and everyone loves to look at him. I was telling uh, Hufflepuff that I feel like. I feel like Lord Hastings and Lord Bridgerton had more sexual chemistry than Lord Hastings and Daphne Bridgerton. Um, Even when they were having sex, it felt wooden. Um, The only part that didn't was when he was fingering her, when she was fingering herself. Maybe they Um, cheaped out on the intimate the intimacy consultant and that's why it did well, then why did natural. he why did he have more sexual chemistry with her brother maybe they had an intimacy consultant for that i will say mm-hmm. i did okay. think that anthony bridgerton and simon hastings i did think that they were going to fuck at some point um but obviously by the end uh they didn't and like it was obvious that they weren't going to do it but um who's to say season two won't change things I mean, uh right 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 maybe the eight books that exist right i was gonna i don't want to like <laughs> i did some research on the books and there's some things that i hope that they don't stick to the books because there's a character that i don't like and uh, i think if they don't stick to the books fans are gonna go way oh away my from gosh. it um, i'm gonna t- I'll, t- I'll talk about it when it's time to talk about it but i'm just gonna say one thing just since we're talking about reggae john page um I did catch him recently on SNL and I will tell you that like, that's how, you know, this show was a huge success. And also the fact that he's gorgeous is because when he was hosting SNL, he, first of all, he was great on it. Um, you know, was he, we've melded very well with the rest of the cast. They put him in some, you know, not always great sketches because it is SNL these days. But, uh, one of my favorite things about it was almost any time he talked in one of the sketches, there was a guaranteed one or two girls in the audience who just, woo, just, just, no matter what he did, like literally, he could have like farted on stage and someone could have, woo! It's just very funny hate to me. People. So, mm-hmm. hate just, those it, people. It was like the Jonas Brothers were hosting. I definitely felt that. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, with reggae, I feel like he does have like a good comedic timing. And like you said, like the sketches, they varied. I was a, a pretty big fan of all the sketches that I saw him in, particularly Driver's License. But mm-hmm. um, also, the, it was pretty good. the intimacy consultant sketch was really funny too. Oh, they did um, an intimacy consultant sketch? That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So if you are not familiar, on Bridgerton, they had hired intimacy consultants to walk everyone through those intimate scenes, um, which I think is something that's important, especially when it's a period drama and you're dealing with that. But uh, I found that to be interesting when I first heard about it. Are we so, sure? a job I'm far too too immature for? So to be an this is how you make the sex. Oh, right. absolutely. I, I'm not so sure easy. how you exactly explain someone to make the sex. So right. it's a little hard for me. Um, there is a character that I did not care for, and uh, well, there are two actually. Um, the queen's mustache bothered me a lot. Also, Genevieve Delacroix. Uh, I feel like one of her eyes was bigger than the other one, and that kind of bothered me. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. To be fair, Hufflepuff also didn't understand why she broke her French accent and started speaking. Like I was, I was a bit slow. Yeah, I was like, wait, I thought she was French, and then and, and then he goes after she resumed her French accent. He goes, she's speaking French again. Right, I was slow. It happens to everyone, right? So. 
That was not what I was expecting to hear you say. I thought that you weren't a fan of Penelope. I actually, I like Penelope. Uh, I like, this is going to sound absolutely insane. Uh, again, once again. Uh, I liked Penelope more when I saw her IMDb, her IMDb page and how fashionable she was. <laughs> um, and then I realized how good of an actress she was because you can tell that in real life she's nothing like that character. So, And she's 30, in her 30s. like right. She's a seasoned act- actress from what it sounds like. She's been acting since she was a little kid. Right. Yeah, she's one of the main characters in Dairy Girls. You can find it on Netflix as well. Excellent, excellent, well-written TV show. But she plays a, she plays a, like a sixteen-year-old, I think, in there, and she's well within her twenties. Can we just all prepare ourselves for what's going to happen down the line with Netflix? Because this is Shonda Rhimes's first project in a like. Seven year deal with Netflix. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and, and that everything was... that everything that Shonda Rhimes has touched has been gold. Yeah, except like, for there was Scandal the... yeah. and Grey's Anatomy. Like all those have such a big following. So I mean, if Shonda Rhimes is going to be a part of this going forward, it is going to be nothing but success. I they just basically so did that to keep her away from making her own like streaming service because she could make Shonda flicks and call it a day. Probably. She could make, I, mean, I mean, sure, that's she probably coming. Production yeah, company. that's probably coming after the seven year deal's over. Um, I so L and I were talking last week, I believe, because uh, I've just been trying to figure out like what made this show connect with so many people. Um, like why, why, why did it connect? And then when I started watching it on the first episode and I saw the Shondaland logo and I was like, oh, okay. I That's see. Why. Yeah, I see. Okay. Um, well, got- it's also, it's also Regency era, which, which American women tend to like fall over themselves for Regency era stuff. I do too. Don't get me wrong, but it seems to, that really connects because it's, it's all about, you know, um, societal chivalry and, you know, nothing is in excess or overly done out in public you know we all know what happens tell you what though (laughs) i was reading some reviews and people have totally ripped it apart talking about like regency eras like there was some very i mean i was at the top of the reviews on imdb so i mean i did deep dive but like there was a lot of negative like you know, they're trying to have this Jane Austen era meets Gossip Girl, but, like, they didn't like it. And there was, like, a lot of, like, comments about, like, racism on the reviews. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I didn't. I yeah. kind of got, got thrown when I started to read it because I don't really get those kind of vibes from it. But Yeah, let's delve know, into pe- the, the People like to get on that. their soapboxes. Yeah, well, and everyone's got one now. So, but talking about you know how this is um, from an era that you know a lot of people like to watch and things like that, I will say that I think this resonated with so many people because of the modern twists and things like that that didn't make it so much of a period drama with that twist, um, like Gossip Girl, you know, whatever. There's there's someone you know like um, Dan that's you know secretly at the end of all of this. Um, and like one of the perfect examples of that is when I started listening to the, um, opening scene and you hear thank you next, but it's vitamin string quartet playing it. And it was just, it's interesting to see ways that they, they made it modern with still sticking to the 
era, in my opinion. Um, just hearing those songs and stuff. Somebody it's put funny. somebody put Walmart version of Downton Abbey. Oh wow! Okay. See, and those are two different eras. Number one, let me just I point know. that out. It's and so that bo- that bothers me. It's it's a bunch of stupid American people that don't know shit about what they're talking about. Like Regency era and Victorian era are two different times. For example, the other thing is like the whole Gossip Girl bend to this. That that stuff really happened. Like if you ever read Vanity Fair, like. Um, same type of thing like gossip was a thing the society papers that whistle down rights was definitely a thing um i think people just don't they don't understand it and they're expecting one thing they're expecting pride and prejudice with colin firth miniseries pbs special which didn't get into too much of the society the le bon temps stuff and they're I feel like everybody who is negative comments don't like the fact that they try to put a modern spin to that era, which, which I feel like it's, it's, it's the sign of the times where you have to mix in a little modern to catch some more people's attention. But the things that they're I calling agree. modern aren't modern. That shit happened back then. I think it's like, it's not unheard of that that they would have string quartets, for example, right? No, I know. And they, but... No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But the fact that they took a modern song and transposed it to a, a period piece that could be played by a string quartet, why does that make people so angry? Mm-hmm. You know what I it's mean? Like, it's like the people that get mad because there is a character in Final Fantasy whatever and her boobs aren't big enough. It's just... For people always have to oh, find yeah, that something. Pisses me off. Yeah, people have to just find something to gripe about, right? Um, and it it doesn't help too that like that Netflix has been accused a lot of times of taking things and trying to make them more inclusive for everybody, or just taking liberties with certain characters. And when people have a certain fandom, like Hufflepuff was saying, you know, people get really upset if you're not following exactly to the T details. One of the things I'm actually thinking about, we talked about Lakey Stanfield. He played L. In the uh, Netflix adaptation oh. of Death Note, which is in you know it's it's an anime, and that was a big thing that Netflix has been accused of a lot. You know, ever since we started having other people playing characters of you know certain origins or backgrounds or everything else, like it's become a problem on both sides where people get really upset at those particular things. So when you don't follow the exact accuracies that are in some fan's mind or someone thinks that they know exactly what something is, if you take liberties with that or try to be a little creative or different, it becomes an issue because you're not following it to the T or you're following it too well or you're just basically you're not the person who's complaining about it. You're not their brain making the thing that they think it should be. So I have a question for you guys. Um, I just And I'm going to say this now. Uh, so there's, I'm going to say something and then I'm going to ask the question. Uh, I can just see that this is probably going to go to a part two. Um, so I guess let's like prepare accordingly for that. Uh, the other thing is, um, do you guys feel like if they, ha- L, have you read the books or do, do you know anything not. about the books? I, I wonder, knew very little. So, so do each of you, do you have a problem when they recast a role? So either they flip the gender, they flip the race, they flip whatever. Um, or does it, is it more important that they capture the, uh, personality of the character to you. Can you can you explain context of that? I just um, wanna, so like, what say, say for instance, so there's about? 
there is there was chatter. I don't know if it's going to happen now of Idris Elba playing 007 and people were like flipping their shit because it's like 007 can't be black, right? Yeah, um sure. and in my Well, what what are, what are the big things about that one, Hufflepuff, just to let you know is that the reason why some people flip their shit about that is because there's the ongoing fan theory and there's that big that big harsh thing, fan theory that the 007 name James Bond itself is just a code name, a moniker. Right. And so that's what people have been saying about the books written by a man who's been dead for quite some time have been stating. And so if Idris Elba is allowed to play that character, it confirms that fan theory, which makes some people very happy and some people very pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think, Huff- is, go ahead. Hufflepuff and I talk about this a lot. Um, about how people get mad when something isn't like it is in their head. Like, for example, if there is a character whose physical appearance in the novel is, or in a novel, um, that is described for a specific reason, like, I think, um, I think Kevin, you and I had talked about this before, like the Jack Reacher, um, how he's like six foot four or something, and he's blonde and Nordic looking. And they mm-hmm. speci- and there's a reason why they describe him the way they do in the novels, but then they cast someone who's barely five foot tall, dark headed, doesn't look Nordic whatsoever in the movie. That stuff bothers me, like to the point where I can't enjoy the movie. But mm-hmm. like I also think about like The Witcher, for example. They in the books there are characters that that are their like countenance or their energy or the vibe they give off is explained. And for whatever reason, fans get it in their head that, Oh, this person is a big boobed white lady with red hair. When that was never explained or detailed in any novel for the subject matter. And then they cast someone that has olive skin with like a reddish, like dark Brown hair and she looks Middle Eastern, and people get bent out of fucking shape because it's like, well, that's not how I thought about it. Okay, well, who told you to think about it that way? Right. Like, my, I always t- tell Hufflepuff, it's like, enjoy the story that the creators are giving to you, not necessarily what you're putting on them. Now, it, but if there's something that's missing that is, you know, appropriate for the story because that's what the original novel said. They, you need to keep that. You need to cast someone appropriate that, you know, if it makes sense. Otherwise, who gives a shit? So, and that's why I was wondering where that comment was coming from because we were talking earlier about Daphne and, like, I don't understand why her siblings are, you know, have darker hair and things like that. Yeah. So I don't really know in the books if, you know, that was even different or, yeah. like, what the chatter has been regarding that or, like, what Jimmy was talking about with racism and some of the things coming up there. I, I haven't really paid attention to that. I think I I don't... The reason I asked that was because, in my opinion, the it's a newer show, and I took it as a reimagining of a book series. And so the fact that you have all of these different races and things like that mixing together, it's a portrait of a modern London just juxtaposed against, I guess, 1813 London. And I'm fine with that. If there are some things that are slightly anachronistic, I'm also fine with that. Like, I, I don't think this show is purporting to be like some sort of time capsule of 1813 London. They're trying to tell a story about relationships uh, and dating and power and things like that. And they're kind of trying to remix it. And I think that's fine. I think if people get caught up in who's what race or who's, who's doing, you know, 
what this hairstyle is and they didn't have that hairstyle i think they're putting too much energy and focusing on the wrong things um with the show when there's so much other good things that they could be focusing on and that's, that's and just like, my, my personal opinion no and i get that and it's like then why are you watching right just like, don't watch why it is that then. even right. enjoyable right if that's what you're well, just gonna do is pick it apart there were certain <clears throat> things that were really anachronistic to the point that it was like it's like okay they wouldn't have done that like one character went wait what and that that sort of phrasing did not exist then. Like someone didn't go, wait, what? Um, and then there were a lot of yeah, yeah. It was a very modern like way of saying it. And it when all the other characters are not doing modern types of speech, and then one person does it, it does feel like someone slammed on the brakes, I and can, you're like, okay, yeah. what's happening? It's like somebody doing a bad accent in a movie. Like, somebody... It's like, just do your voice. If your accent's gonna be so bad, and it's gonna take me out of the movie... I mean, I can see that. Um, and that's, that's like a gripe, right? Because it, it takes you out of the immersion. Because you're you're flowing, you're flowing with, with the certain type of dialogue, and then they're, they're changing it and taking you out of it. So... I dare say she wore the gown of the season, wouldn't you say? Wait, what? Yeah, I just, it's bad. You were giving me Julie Andrews vibes with your voice you just used. Ooh, thank you. You're welcome. That was, that was I want to do an impression, but I just feel like it's going to come out as like a Julia Child thing. Oh, hello! You know, that kind of thing. Or Mrs. Doubtfire. One of the Mrs. Others. Doubtfire. I'm just going to go ahead and refrain from that. Oh, hello! We'll save it for another podcast, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't really know. I I've only really heard like positive things of the way that people view Bridgerton. And again, what Evie said, maybe that is because you know they're using modern dialogue and they're using modern songs. And like for someone who I haven't gotten into The Crown, I haven't gotten into these period pieces, and Evie just gives me a look of disgust because I'm just not a fan of them. Um, I'm not either. It makes me not feel very intelligent. But um, it's not that you just need to come up with actual reasons other than I don't like it. Yeah, I should give I do, it a chance. I do right? have a reason why I don't like it. <laughs> right, Lay it on us, right. Jimmy. Wait, are we agreeing on something? So it sounds my, like thing, it, yeah. my thing that I don't like about these period pieces, and I get it, it was mostly sign of the times a little bit. The way that they treat women is astounding. Like... The men in in Bridgerton, they can gallivant off and basically stick their penis wherever they feel is necessary. And then a girl doesn't even know how to get pregnant. Like that that makes me that makes me mad. So it doesn't want me to it, I don't that makes me not want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I I totally understand. Uh and but luckily with Bridgerton we had uh who was that? There was a character that had some dialogue about that. Do you remember, Evie? Yeah, yeah, it was Daphne to her mother. Yeah. She said you you send us girls out there with no knowledge of how the you know marital relations work and expect us to just be okay with it. Yeah. I I also I agree with you, Jimmy. Like that's very uncomfortable and it is a sign of the times. What I loved about Bridgerton though is that sort of behavior happened, right? But yeah. at the same time, once a once a woman left her household, you know, due to marriage or whatever, she became a little bit more aware of like how the real world worked, and they showed that at Lady 
Lady Danbury's uh, soiree that she held. I think it was in the second to last episode where all these women are talking about, oh, please, like my husband thinks that I stay at home and do nothing while I'm out here gallivanting and hooking up with men and, and gambling just as much as he is. And so I kind of appreciated that they showed that side because I think a lot of a lot of previous Regency era stuff never show that. It's all about chaste women and and like scoundrelly type men. So I appreciate that. Also, shout out to Lady Danbury. Um, also, shout she out is, to her eyebrows. Yeah. yeah, she's just there's there's nothing about that character I hated. I loved her. I yeah. want more of her. She better be in every season. She was fucking fantastic. Right, right. Yeah. The I'm going to look up her name again and then we'll shout her out later too. Right, right. And her eyebrows. Yeah. The episode where she like just takes Simon in, it made me cry. Like that was that was the my favorite episode. Um obviously. He was pretty alert. again. I'm yes, sweet. he was pretty again. <laughs> <laughs> Someone loved him. Okay, I'm done. Anyways, um, yeah, so that being said, any in the episodes, anything really like favorite moments for you guys, moments you could have done without? Abby, I kind of want to start with you since you know this era. My favorite, my favorite moment is okay. where she literally sits on top of him and forces him to have a kid. <laughs> okay. When Abby okay. and I were watching that, um, when she did that, I said, I'm in charge now. Um, right, and, right, and then I started chuckling. I am the captain now. Right, right, right. Look at look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say real quick that my favorite scene in all of Bridgerton is any of the ones where I realize how adorably dumb Colin Bridgerton is. Oh, he's wow. he's my dumb little boy, and I love him so much, and I want to pat him on the head and just, I I I mean personally, and this is something we'll bring up later on, but. The Bridgerton children are just the most fascinating group of dumb people I've ever seen in my life. Um, well, and then but, I have but then, a lot more to say about that. But then Colin surprises you and is like, oh, he's not, he's really not dumb. Like, he just is overlooked all the time, right? When he, because when he, um, he was like, you didn't even ask me how I felt about possibly marrying this pregnant girl who got pregnant by another man who, you know, we don't know anything about. He said, I was developing feelings yeah. from her and you took that away from me. How dare you? And it's like, whoa, there's a little bit of intelligence there. I, I guess the word I'm looking for then would be dense. Oh, absolutely. Um, because it's just those little, those, those little moments where you see that like kind of lost look in his eyes where like someone's talking to him and he should have that moment. But I do agree with what you just said. That was actually probably like all jokes aside, that probably is one of my favorite scenes is him actually going to Marina. Um, I mean, by this point we're pretty much past spoilers here with this stuff. Oh yeah. And, and they got their and, warning. And, yeah. They got their yeah. warning. They've had two months. And, so. and, when 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 Marina when he basically looked at Marina and said, "Hey, I still would have done this. I still would have been there for you if you'd just been upfront with me." Like that's the kicker with all this. And then he walked away, and that's when he made me so happy. But then all the other times where the people are talking to him, and he just very clearly doesn't look like he knows what's happening in the room, or he's thinking about what color the ball was that he saw earlier when it bounced by. Like that just makes right. me so happy. I love him. I love right. Colin. Can we can we talk about? Uh, I'm gonna backpack on what Kevin just said. Um, for the Bridgertons are very frustrating. Would you Would you all agree? Each in various of, ways, in yes, each absolutely. And every one absolutely. Um, yeah. Would you say which Would you say the Bridgertons are more frustrating, or the Featheringtons are more frustrating? And the reason I ask that is because the Featheringtons are also frustrating, but at the end of season one, 
they down bad. And I don't know I don't know how um there there's no there were whatever the Bridgertons did, it was like there weren't really consequences for them. Like they could just be stupid and then it's just whatever, you know, we're Bridgertons. Uh, um and so like do you guys feel that the Featheringtons were more frustrating or the Bridgertons were more frustrating? Well, let's just point out really quickly that Philippa and Prudence, I think was her name, uh-huh. the other sister, uh, the Featherington sisters, they were they were non-characters. Like, they were, they were, they were, they were made to look real. They were evil sister vibes. Like, yeah. They were, but they were dumb. They Like, there was no they malice were. No, there. that's they what I'm saying. Idiots. Like, Cinderella, oh, like, that's just yeah. how it reminded me of for some yeah. reason. But in terms of, like, just uh, Lady Featherington and Penelope, um... I thought like they were they were annoying because you didn't understand were important at for me at first sure um but they were a lot less dense like the two of them were a lot less dense and kind of blah than the other what's the name of the oh Bridgerton Bridgerton kids yeah sorry I had a blank there yeah it's just I I think go for it. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, all, all I wanted to say, I just thought it was interesting how both families, in a way, could be equally frustrating, and one could have all of these fucking consequences, and the other could just, you know, nothing Which happens. Which, one of the interesting things to me about the Featheringtons was the relationship between Lord Featherington and uh, the mother, uh, whose name I'm completely forgetting right now, so I apologize. Poor sure. Um, sure. But yeah. thank you. Um, but it was interesting to me because that was such a reflection and they even kind of tapped on it near the end of the season about how their relationship worked because they, you know, weren't really truly in love with each other, but they were in love with the things around them and, and learning to kind of grow and be a part of that because that became such a big theme that I felt not only for Marina and a few other particular characters, but also between uh, the Duke and... Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Daphne. guys. Names are just Daphne. yeah. Thank Daphne. you. Daphne. Name names. I almost called. I almost called her Marina as well. Shame on me. <laughs> See, this is this is why. Uh, anyway, um, because that was just it was one of those relationships that they kind of kept showing and how that was like, you know, always looking on the outside like it was it was you know either good or strong enough, but it clearly was not. But at the end when Featherington kind of gives out that whole thing, Portia, when she gives out that whole thing about how you find the moments, you find those little pieces of your relationship that make you fall in love with the situation. You know, I felt like that that was such a big thing. And I felt like it was such a big focal point of the show, not only in terms of its themes, but in terms of its setting and the environment that you're watching it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Portia, Portia Featherington for me had the best character arc. Because in the beginning, they or for a lot of the season, they make you think that she is this evil, this evil woman, and she's she's like um, she's a gold digger of sorts, and she's just trying to get her daughters married off. But yeah. then, as like it progresses, you realize that she is she is no more or less sneaky or underhanded than any of the other characters in the show. And then she has the best redemption, which is where she, like you were saying, Kevin, she tells Marina that she was like, I wasn't in love with him, but I found the things to fall in love with, which, you know, in the beginning it it was little things. And then it was my daughters and I truly love them. And she said, and by the end, loving them was enough. 
and you find out that like she really is just trying to do the best for her daughters in a shitty society that that doesn't appreciate women that don't that look quote unquote ugly if you will or maybe they're a little overweight or maybe they have a big nose like her daughters or maybe they're dumb or maybe they're dumb i mean you know what i mean like but she that that scene between her and marina where she's like you just got to learn to deal and find the things to love that was the best moment i think in the entire series for me yeah that was a very gray's anatomy quote in a way i mean which one just like her whole that whole scene that you just talked about oh 100 percent. oh that was definitely a uh a shonda Yeah. yeah so i know we mentioned going maybe into a part two but this is just, I think, translates nicely when we were talking about the Featheringtons and, you know, which one do we think, you know, even though um, in society the Bridgertons were kind of viewed better and things like that, yeah. how do we feel about Lady Whistledown? Because I find it interesting that the Featheringtons were kind of viewed in this way and, and she wrote, you know, that narrative as well in a way in her handouts as Lady Whistledown, which, spoiler alert, obviously... Um, Penelope. Okay, so just yeah, Penelope Featherington yeah. <laughs> is is Lady Whistledown, which I think is funny. Feather down, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So how do we so, feel? About so that? I wanted to bring it up right now. Um, did you guys hear about the uh, little Easter egg that apparently happens in the show? I, I, is oh, it the one where the glove? <laughs> is it the glove and the plume? Is that what you're bringing up? So Nicola Coughlin re- recently revealed a major Easter egg in the first episode. And Which essentially, is... what the it, it's essentially she chose a symbolic prop, a massive feather. Her followers immediately began to guess what the prop looks like. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was distracted by your gorgeous smile, a bunch of other things that were people saying. And finally, it's like the feather in her hair looks like the quill that Lady Whistledown uses to write her gossip filled news. Uh... But see, okay, there were other people that were saying there's a scene in one of the first two episodes where Penelope has someone said she's wearing the same style of satin glove as you see writing and she's also holding a um like a marabou or an ostrich feather which is the same thing as lady whistledown writes with and i'm like okay that's cool that might be a little easter egg but the it's only on screen for like a second so like calling that an easter egg where people wouldn't know to look out for it is a little Maybe there are other people that have ostrich and marabou feathers in this thing too. That so I think maybe it was a a, a trick to try and make you think. Oh, maybe that person's um, Lady Whistledown. Hufflepuff thought that uh, one of the what was his name Grims Grim Brimsley Brimsley who was the gossipy um, like hand servant to the Queen. Yeah. Hufflepuff thought that it was him, you know, and maybe the gloves were hiding a mannish hand, which is a good guess. Um, but the, I was reading a lot of articles about these Easter eggs, and I'm like, that, we might be reaching. I mean, that's how Easter eggs work, right? Like, you're not, uh, it's not supposed to be like obvious smack you in the face stuff. Um, no, but it is. It's like, it's like when in the Avengers, when you see Howard the Duck in a, in a cage, like people that know the, the lore and stuff, they're like, oh my God, that's Howard the Duck, right? I feel like this, if you're watching it in the first two scenes, you're not going to be like, oh my God, that's Lady Whistledown's feather right there. It just, I don't know. It could maybe work. Maybe they put it in there for the people that were going to go back and watch the entire season all over again. I, I think I think it's a retrospective Easter my egg. Mom. I think that that's, and that's, that's kind of one of the problems is like when you have those retrospective Easter eggs, um, 
one one of the more interesting ones. So this is just a pure example of this that like no one would have ever known to begin with. Uh, in the movie Fight Club, when he when when uh, Ed Norton first calls and spoiler for anybody who's never seen Fight Club before. Um, oh, then you know what? I won't say it. But the point is that there's no, this very specific thing that happens in Fight Club that when you see it, you're like, okay, well, I have no nothing about what's going on right now. But if you watch the movie and you go back to reflect upon that one exact moment, it's a little small thing too. Then suddenly you're like, oh, now I understand why that that's important. And some people will jump at that kind of thing. And I think that was her whole point was trying to yeah. get people excited about it. Like, oh, you've seen it already. So here's a little hint yeah. factor. But does it really do anything in retro and like in the, in the, the first watching of it where you're like, oh, look, that's the costume from WandaVision from from the comic books and X-Men, whatever. Like, no, not the same thing. Back to uh, Lady Whistledown, I, I just thought that it was so interesting how someone that literally no one knew had so much impact on everyone's life. Um, I just thought it was crazy. And just imagine now have someone that you have no idea who it is impacting your day-to-day life so much. It just seems absurd to me. Um, and I know like there are people that have to deal with that, like internet celebrities and things like that, where... Uh, your your life is controlled by how many views or likes you get, and it's these like Twitter eggs that you have no idea who they are. But it was just, I thought that was very interesting, and I thought that. And do you think do you think that because she loses her like who she said like was her love, do you think she's gonna get more ruthless? Uh, is she? That's the thing I haven't figured out. Is well, she part of the future novels? So that's that's. Like, I guess I don't want to spoil too much, but. Uh, so one of the books is Colin, Colin and Penelope. So yes. I'm assuming that they're going to get together at some point in the future. Um, whatever happens between now and then, who knows? But I just feel like, do you think her her gossip to everybody, since yeah. nobody knows, is going to get more ruthless because she's been yeah, I personally, duped, duped a little? Yeah, I would hope that it does i my personal belief is i hope that if they go book by book i once again i haven't read the books i don't know how they go but i would hope that they keep the featheringtons as a part of the story and i would hope that they get some sort of redemption which may involve lady whistledown getting more ruthless so i don't know about the redemption but um as far as the books go apparently lady whistledown is revealed in the fourth of eight books so but the netflix writers chose to reveal her super early um and from the sound of it it sounds like there are that well if penelope is part of all the books which it sounds like she is in most of them lady whistledown is already automatically uh now how she writes and what she writes we don't know but you know she's at least in according to this at least six of the books yeah yeah um, and she was actually Nicola Coughlin was the first person that they actually cast, which was surprising to me. But I get it if she is Lady too. Whistledown, yeah. and that's the way that they're gonna go with it. And I think she did a nice job in that role. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. Do we? Did we have anything else, or do we want to get into our tier list here? Yeah, we're 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 coming up on time, so we should probably do the tier list. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so guys, what we thought we would do, listeners, is we would do a tier list where we rank the characters of Bridgerton in terms of how much power they had at the end of season one. And so then as we go into season two, we'll see what happens and how that power changes. 
uh, arts. And just for anyone who doesn't work in a 7 to 12 public school, can you describe what this tier list is? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the or is a 35-year-old man-child? <laughs> so the tiers in, cool. in descending order, they go S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, D tier, and F tier. So S tier, that would be like the superior tier, and that would be the tier of people that have the most power. F tier would be the people that have the least power at the end of season one. Um, so are you going to read off certain I'm gonna, characters? We're going to go character. Gonna... Right. We're going to go. I have a list of characters in front of me, and we're going to go character by character, and then we can discuss them briefly. Um, are there any characters you did not include? Probably. Um, and if we don't, then you guys can uh, let me know. I think I got everyone that's important, though. Um. And we may do something interesting with the social media on this. We'll see what happens. Um, so the first character that I have is Anthony Bridgerton. Where do we want to put him? By the end, I would. I, since I like Anthony, I would at least put him at an A. And the only reason I would say that is because he has decided that he's going to do his his lordly duties and find um, a viscountess to marry. And so I feel like he's in a better position than he was all through the season. Um, so he he has quite a bit of power, at least think, potential power. I would argue, I would disagree and yeah. put him in at least in a B or a C tier, yeah, and that's yeah. specifically because that's actually one of the downfalls of this whole situation because he's fallen off in the way that he has. Um, if he chooses to go that route, that he may obtain the level of power that you're discussing, but I think that it's all going to fall apart because, again, the Bridgertons are dumb, and he's not going to necessarily fulfill the roles that he needs to unless he absolutely has the people or the things that will probably mean most to him. Kevin's list, just a uh, spoiler, is probably C through F all involve Bridgerton characters. I would right. Except Colin. Except um, Colin. It's because he's got that ass. Uh, my thought would be that Anthony doesn't have he ha he has some power to impact the lives of the other Bridgertons, but in terms of other characters on the show, like he, he can't really, you know. Yeah. Redefining like power, like, though. I would feel like he'd have a lot of power because he's he's pretty much he's pretty much the. I mean, if not, I mean, the Bridgerton Bridgerton name could fall if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Well, and the other thing is, how are you defining this power? Because I'm thinking like societal power. Yeah, in terms exactly of like what, having yeah, that's exactly right. But I mean. you guys aren't talking necessarily sure. about that per um, se. But what you guys are talking yeah. more like family dynamic stuff. And I think this season has shown that he has no control over his how his family is going to act right. because Daphne and Eloise and. What's the art son? I forget. I can't even think of his name. And um, Colin, they they all did the exact opposite of what he told him to do. Benedict. So in terms of that, I would agree that he's probably a C or a D. But in terms of like power within the ton, he's yeah. still riding high for me. So do but you want to say? I get the rest of it. Do we want to say so? Because he's a Bridgerton, he was born at at least like a C tier, right? Just be by being born a Bridgerton. Would you guys agree? No, at the beginning of the season, I would say if he was just by being born, he's at least an A. Mm, mm. And then by the stupid decisions that Kevin points out, which I completely agree with, they all fall from there. Sure, sure. He's also leaving, so we, we do have to factor that into account. 
at the end of the season. How do we know he's leaving? He, he got safe. on a horse and he was going to Greece, right? No, that's that Colin. Colin. Oh, that we're talking about right, Anthony. Right. Okay, Anthony, you're right. You're right. C. We're just. I'm just gonna go with C. Nice okay. in the middle. You know, All right. So, An- so we- Anthony Bridgerton. We've got him as C tier. Um, our next character is Lady Danbury. She is and will always be a, an S. So, <laughs> mo- mo- moving on. Okay. I mean, just real quick, any? like she, she, she works beyond like the rest of the, the people within the show, with the exception of probably the queen. And as far as I'm concerned, like she, her influence, her power, doesn't really seem to have any faults to it. No chance of it falling apart, unless. It's a very, very specific plot point within the next season. Yeah. Do we know how she got into power or how she got to be who she is? Is she just that bitch, quote unquote? She needs a whole damn book to herself. I'm sad. Right. There's well, she, one. I mean, she obviously, she was probably high society anyway. She's right, right. part of the Le Bon Temps, but she probably married a lord and he died because we never see him. Or right. he's one of those types that like fucked off to another castle that they own and they just live separate lives. But I'm guessing based on her personality that she wouldn't marry someone she didn't love and she wouldn't put up with a, you know, a stupid ass husband. Right. So my only guess is that he died. Yeah. Or maybe she did put up with a stupid ass husband and she's like, no more. I learned my lesson. I'm not doing that shit. Right. No. Okay. Could be. Next character, Simon Hastings. Um, I feel like he probably doesn't have any power right now. Yeah, I mean, what? Where will they go in the future seasons? Is what I kind of want to know. But... Who knows? Right? But again, what power she are took, we talking about? She took all the power when she made him nut on top. I mean, made him no, but they made up in the end, and so they're all gushy gushy and pregnant and, and parents now. So. I would. I, I mean, I feel like he he has. I mean, it's middle of the pack because I feel like they've come to conclusions that they're going to be one together. Yeah. One doesn't have as much mm-hmm. power as the other. They're one couple, so they're kind of become a power couple. So, do but I to... still feel like Daphne has a little bit more sure, of an does. edge over him she does. in that sense because I think she knows how to play the game just a little she's better than finding she her does. womanhood. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So I would put him at a B tier, personally. A, a B tier, I would say, with potential so, for growth. So B tier for Simon. So that means he's above yeah. Anthony. Is everybody okay with that? With his oh, totally. He's always been above Anthony. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted and to. We're putting him in B for as like as in in my bed. Okay. Chill. 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 <laughs> and, and Anthony's more of a power bottom, you know. So can I just I say mean, while probably, we're on the subject right? of her whatever you just said that was really nicely stated jimmy why didn't they have i'm not a girl not yet a woman as one on of the, the violin string quartet right yeah. right, right. That's um, that been perfect. fire it would have been but i think they're too sensitive still about the whole britney situation mm. oh yeah <laughs> Which, jimmy dropping we'll, we'll get today. into very soon on this podcast. this is l's last episode for saying that mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What? What? All right. Next character, uh, Brimsley. That would be the queen's uh, handmade man. I don't know what to call him. The butler guy. Is he? He's automatically an S because he's literally the queen's manservant. Next to the queen. He has. Yeah, I so, would say a lot of the a lot of the servants have more power than the actual, like, nobility. So then but that they means... were left in the dark. 
in parts of the season. Right. Well, and the queen sends him away. She like she knows that he's a gossip, and she sends him away when she's about to talk about something juicy. Also, if you put him in the S tier, that would mean he would be in the tier with Lady Danbury. So, like, do we want to do that? I'm good. I- he is a no, he's I, a controller again we have we didn't establish what kind of power but when terms of like controlling and manipulating the ton he has a lot of power so okay so we're putting him s tier i mean we can put wherever you guys want i don't care i'm just arguing my point sure, sure. we'll say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a because he has so much power up to a point and i feel like at some point it's gonna get blown up in his face sure sure oh season two or three or four or five um, Queen Charlotte. Next character. I mean, she's the queen. Right, right, right. She can all. She can commission a uh, an investigation but to find out who. Off, lady... off with your head. But she still wasn't successful. In she that. wasn't so part success- of right. Like, well, hmm. and I think the fact that she's married to George the Third and he's fucking nuts that on at least one letter grade. So A. So A. I'd say A. Damn, so she's on the same level as uh, as Brimsley? Feel free to pop in at any moment with your thoughts. I know you're... Why, I don't away. understand why you're... Sh- yeah, you're Crap, not sharing anything. Share. You're just shocked. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just commentating the situation. Um, I... <laughs> Queen Charlotte has all of the power, but she, for whatever reason, doesn't seem interested in, like, participating in the goings-on. Um, so, like, I guess in terms of having what, power, one, go for it. I was just going to say, like, one, one thing I noticed is that uh, Queenie's got plenty of time to attend all the gala events and to be out busy in the streets and doing all kinds of other stuff. And that was just, that was very fascinating. That I was watching. I was just like, man, for a queen, for someone who rules everything, she does have a right. lot of free time, a lot of, a lot of ability to go to these events and just talk shit and just be as queenie as possible. Right. So she's not really but locked no away one, looking at taxes. Right. That's no it. one knew Charlotte was ruling. That's the that's the thing, though, right. because she would not queens at that time would not have had the uh, the authority to do a lot of things, yeah. and so she was like ruling behind the throne. It's it's, it's the Reagan Isn't era that a all time over again. Thing though, where you make appearances to like throw your middle finger up at people. Like, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm the bitch right now, so don't fuck with me. Right. Right. I heard that. One of my teaching partner does that to children. They just yeah. give the whole flock. Um, I, I heard say, Jimmy Bone Bone does it at, at like Home Depot. All the no, time, so. I don't go to Home Depot <laughs> a lot. I'm not very handy. Um, <laughs> I would agree with Queen Charlotte as a tier. Uh, must we not forget that she set this whole course into action when she picked out um, Daphne amongst a group of other eligible young ladies to um, get dick. the diamond right, in the rough, the right. diamond of the season. To get dick down, as Jimmy was gonna say, so um, I I would put her in the A tier. I mean, it's just true. Oh, she didn't know okay, it was gonna happen though. Um, yeah, she didn't, she didn't know it was gonna happen. She had happen no idea. That's society. Right, right. Next character is. <laughs> I'm Daphne. so glad you're our historical consultant. Okay. The Gosh. next character is Daphne Bridgerton. Mm. I would say. I'm gonna be honest. I think she's S tier because she be out. And she found uh, what's her face's boyfriend. She found out that he was dead. She she fixed the situation with the pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, she like she. I would I would say S tier too because yeah. she she yeah. took Simon's balls. I don't want her to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> Why? And, and Why? Like that's that's the that's the other thing about Anthony too. Like we go back to him because 
you know, he may be the patriarch of the family at this point, but right. the real power of the family lies with her. Right. And and she's very well aware of it by like the middle of the show. I mean, when she starts getting all this shit done left and right, and she's, you know, the Featheringtons were, were just basically cast asunder by the rest of society. And suddenly she was just like, oh, no, it's cool. Y'all can come. Just bring a bottle of something, please. Right, Thanks. right, right, right. She's like, she grew up and shit. And she like, she became what Anthony was supposed to be, basically. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Um, any, like, anybody object? Yes? No? Moving no on. No objections. No objections? Eloise. Um, Eloise no longer has the Queen's favor. Oh, you're right. Although we don't, we don't know, because she just was semi-introduced to society at the end of the season, mm-hmm. and so she's probably going to be, like... Uh, I'm get well. If she's not the next character to be married off, like in the the book series, that would be. It's like the third or fourth book. She see, like. They kept saying coming out, like they they said her coming out. That's not the. So, it's know, like coming out as a debutante. I know, I know, her, I know. but they didn't Puff say Puff. it. Right, they didn't say it for the oh, other characters. Oh, also, she seemed to have like no fucking interest in that like show. in meeting a suitable. Right? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and say end. either say either B. C or D tier. Uh-huh. No, I'm I'm yeah. gonna drop her down. No, because that's yeah. The thing, she lost she... the queen's favor. Yep. But, but she, she did she... go up with the future books. You know I know. Well, and she. Yeah, but we're just talking about oh, the first right. season. We At don't know what happened. We're talking about you're just right. now. We're talking you're about right. the, the current right. state of the world. We're okay. not talking about yeah. two yeah. seasons from now. We're not talking about anything else. So then, and she she lost that favor. She is completely inept as to like the situation with you know lady whistledown she like she knew right. just enough to make sure that shit didn't fall apart the way that it did or mm-hmm. that it could have right but it also like she just clearly at no point has really been as in control as she either thinks she's supposed to be or is going to be so right. we'll see but for now i'd say she's c or d tier all right i put her in yeah, D-tier. i like I, yeah that works okay okay for me um penelope boss ass bitch I, she has I all think the power. She, I mean, yeah, she has a lot of shadow power. So I, I think, mean, right. she's got the pull. She's right. got the pull. So right now, she's probably S tier. But no if the queen finds out, then that could change. But right now, nope. she's S tier. No, no, I think she's got leverage. She's also then. she she's also not dumb, which I think is important right. because whenever she's, she's with Marina and. <laughs> When, whenever, yeah, exactly. Whenever she's with Marina, or like those certain little moments where she's clearly like someone else is scheming and plotting, and she knows well enough to just go with it and to try to figure it out later, kind of thing. Right. I thought that that was kind of brilliant on her end because originally I was like, I'm not a fan of her as a character, but it, over time I was like, all right, right. You, you sneaky scamp, I get it, I right, see it. Right. Don't you think though that she has had when so Hufflepuff, like you said. If the queen finds out, if the queen finds out, she's got more leverage because she's got the most dirt on everybody. Oh, you're right. You're right. She does have dirt on everybody. And she can so she can that. use yeah. the queen to her leverage. And I don't think that anyone would believe Queen Charlotte if she said, oh, it's Penny Featherington. Right. Cause she yeah. Like they, they might have made, to right. because she's the queen, but people would be like, yeah, right. Right. Um, <laughs> can we sidebar? And I'm going to make sure that this is like under 45 seconds. I'm watching the clock right now. Um, I'm here. Penelope was sketchy for what she did to Marina, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. It was a little sketchy. Like Absolutely. after she after she told Colin, like I understand telling Colin because she just wants him to know like what's going on. But after she tells him and he like doesn't believe you, then it's like out of your hands, right? Like I think it's sketchy to write about it. Thoughts? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's what I love think... does to you, though. It does. And when you're trying to remain discreet, I mean, right, you're putting everyone's. It seems like there was no right. one that went untouched in her. Right, right. You're right. Her she did not discriminate. Uh, next character is Marina Thompson. F. I. She was boring. <laughs> like I didn't give oh, two wow. shits about her the entire season. Uh, she had no control over her fucking life at the end, uh, which is sad. Ever. Right. Which is why I say F. You're right. So I have put her in the F tier. But 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 I'm gonna say this. She's not she's smart enough to understand she where she's right. going. Right. She is smart. And and I'm and I'm not saying we should plot about the future. I think the point is that I wouldn't say she's necessarily an F, I would say D. Mm. Just because she's she's put herself in a better position now with old dude than she would have been if she had just been like, No, it's cool, I'm not gonna deal with any of this. I'm just gonna sit here and be sad. So she at least she, she stepped up in that sense. Yeah, but let's remember she didn't get with old dude. She got with sexy, slightly younger brother of right. the guy that he knocked her up. That's, right. that's that's my point. That's yeah, my point. And so I'm that hoping, she accepted that situation to get into right. that position. I'm gonna. And I hope that they fall in love right. and they're happy going forward. It. I mean, not to like be. Love is not all about looks, but like he was cute, right? Yeah, yeah they so, were cute together. Right, yeah, so I mean, you know. I mean, uh, so do we want to say D tier then for Marina or F tier? Sure. I'm going to say D because it could have been an F, but okay. it's not. Because okay. she made a, a good decision at the end at least. And okay. mine's the could have been rating. So we'll just go with D. Okay, we'll go with D. Uh, next character. Colin Bridgerton. Based on where he ended up, I would put him at like a D for now because okay. he he's traveling abroad. There's not like he'll get easily he distracted. No, yeah. Right. Well, he has no societal power at that point. He's also the third born son. Mm -hmm. He's sweet. He's nice. He's smarter than we thought he was. He's got a nice butt. Right. Um, S tier ass, but D tier power. Right. Oh my yeah. god. No. That's going to be part two rankings. It, I guess. If, if, if nothing else, he's in control of his own destiny at the moment. Right. Um, if nothing that's else. That's a very Grey's oh, Anatomy the, move. That could bring him up to C then. And, uh, he is in control of his. You're right. I didn't. Shh, look, Kevin dropping dimes too. You guys. No, no, no. But, but that it? said, I still agree with the, with the D tier. I still agree with D tier, personally. Um. Looking at this, I think you're right. Like, he's in charge of his own destiny, even though he doesn't uh, he doesn't know it yet. Also, if he works the street with that ass, he could go all the way up to S tier, right? So Destiny's our new word just to whisper in the right, middle of the right, podcast. Right, right. So we'll, we'll go with, I like C tier for him, um, so we'll go with that. Uh, Benedict Bridgerton. Uh... Irrelevant. Benedict. No one remembers. Right, nobody remembers fucking remembers No, he, No, stop. He's the he was I don't remember okay. his name. I don't, but he's the art brother and he's the art brother. That whole that whole That's like lovely. arc was it was interesting to me. It was. it was better than Franny, who was abroad the entire time. You're right. Can can we I, what's and what's the youngest what's so there was Fran, Franny and it, then the the son that started Gregory, with a G Gregory Gregory and then Hyacinth can we lump those three together and just put them in like F <laughs> okay so who did you say who who Franny uh, Fran. uh, Gregory and Hyacinth okay. are all in okay. F 
Them dumbass Bridgertons. Right. Okay. Um, so do we decide on Benedict, though? What, what tier do we want to put him in? I don't think he has any power at this point. Like, So does that D tier? I mean, because he's definitely sure. above Fran, Gregory, and Hyacinth, right? Because he's just by B. And he's also just like... because he's older. Right. Um, and honestly, we don't know if Franny or Fran was... We don't know if she's smart or not because she wasn't in the season. So she could be the like the dark horse of the family. Right, 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 right. Okay. But I would say he has a little bit of societal favor because he's friends with the gay art guy. But... That doesn't. It might not hold a lot of sway. So then, we're putting him in D tier. So that would be in D tier with Eloise and Marina. Sure. Okay. Uh, next character. Uh, I lumped them together. So Philippa and Prudence Featherington. Like I guess they're one character. F tier, right? <laughs> Is there any question? No. Okay. No, no notes. No notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no discussions. Present it without comment. All right. Next character, Lady Bridgerton. I'm going to go ahead and say, and, and I see Jimmy already shaking his head, but I'm going to go ahead and say that she's an A tier because she's she is not the dumb one of the family. Um, and she's also always very adept to whatever the situation is. And like they call that out constantly through the show is that she's – you know, she's not a fool. She's not to be taken lightly. She's all these other particular things. And so that said, though, I think that that will come to bite her in the ass. But that's potential future stuff for later. Right, right. Well, and she like just, I guess, by virtue of being a Bridgerton, she comes with some level of power. And she's like the matriarch. So, um, so OK. Uh, Lord Featherington is the next character. He's dead. So do we want to just put him F tier? F? <laughs> yes, F. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even if we consider who he was before he died, he was kind of... Even then, he was an F. Right. He was a gambler that didn't have any money. Right. Okay. Uh, Portia Featherington. No power. Yeah, I I would probably put her at a D. Okay. Because she's still a part of society, but she has no money, no husband. You mm-hmm. know, her daughter's dowries got stolen again. Uh, Genevieve Delacroix. I would say either C tier or D tier. Are you muted? Yeah, I, I was listening. She doesn't really seem to have much power beyond who she, you know, could canoodles with, I guess. And and even then, like, I don't really know if, if <clears throat> like, that whole moment of, like, them kind of pointing to her being, you know, Lady Whistledown, like, that was kind of a weird thing to me, and it just made me wonder, like, is there supposed to be more to this character than I know? Right, right, right. Even though it was very clear that, that she wasn't going to be it. Like, you could kind of tell. It was like, eh. But, I mean, she does hang out with one of the Bridgertons, so... Right, she is fucking a Bridgerton. She's fucking a Bridgerton who's in the D tier, though. So if you're fucking somebody in D tier, and that's, like, your only claim to fame, you're probably F tier. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're gonna put her in the F tier. Also, uh, what's her face played her? Because uh, when she found out that she wasn't French, I forgot about that. Exactly. Um, right, right. Uh, Will Mondrich, the boxer. I know, right? Oh, you really. It's, uh, 
people I haven't thought about. That's that's a hard one because he's. I mean, he's his own man, but like when it comes down to where he stands near the end of the show, I think he's kind of at the whim of the world and how, you know, things are functioning. I, I don't know. With his, his relationship with Hastings is kind of in the wind. So it kind of makes me wonder, you know, where he really sits in terms of his own power and his own self, you know, startedness. Do we care? This seems like a, like, why is he on the list? I'm yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, you don't have to apologize. I just, I mean, they did play him up a lot. I'm just yeah, getting I'm, to the... I'm, I'm confused as to how uh, Lord Featherington got hunted down and killed, and he didn't when he was in on it, too. I, that didn't, like, make sense to me, but whatever. But they, like, I think Lord Featherington had a history, like, longer than the boxers. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, final character, uh, and this one's just for fun, uh, Cressida Cowper. It's the chick who was dating the prince, the... Uh, Prussian prince at the beginning. None. Cressida, Cressida is the one that looks like a <laughs> an Italian greyhound with awful blonde hair. Yeah. Like her face was pulled back tight. She was the one that quote unquote Hi. saw right, saw right, right, Daphne's. Right, right. What's wrong, wrong L? Nothing. Just fucking vicious. Yeah. Right. Tell me I'm wrong, and I won't do it anymore. I'm gonna put no, her in I the A tier. Uh, just because uh, she knows some. She things. didn't even get a husband this season. Uh, but she knows things, and she like her eyes out. Okay, and no. it doesn't matter anymore that what she knows. If you're gonna include, I her, would. Though, I, I, I would put her in the C tier just because she's a great A cunt. But okay. that's just me. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna send this to Kevin. Hold on. Hold on. What uh, about Lord Burbrook? I I thought we were ending it. I thought. Yeah. What, what about what about the? I had more people on the list, but Evie five. told me to, to stop. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> is... I had more people, but then Evie gave me the like to shut the the, the end signal. Oh well, so, I guess I guess let's keep going for another hour. No, Good no, Christ. okay, wow. Why did you deliver the message to the lady? Bridgerton, but he did because he was standing right there, right next to Hastings. What about that guy? What about the powder wig guy? The guy who was trying to, they were trying to get to marry If you're going to include the last three people that Okay, Hufflepuff, get, move on. I was going to move on, but then you guys, what the fuck? What about the delivery boy? This is not a song or a podcast about Family Portrait by Pink, so that being said, this has been This has been We Like Watching, where we like watching. Uh, Evie, do you wanna do you wanna shout out our, our graphic arts team? Yeah, I want to shout out Adam Beeman for doing um all of our graphic design stuff and maybe things in the future. All right, so we'll Kevin. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. Uh, you can basically find us on all platforms that are available in terms of podcasts. Um, biggest ones right now usually are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those usually get updated first. Uh, we also have social media, Facebook, We Like Watching, pretty simple. Uh, Instagram, at We Like Watching. And if you have any questions, concerns, you want to tell Jimmy you know, how great he looks today, which I think he looks fantastic, you can always reach out to us at WeLikeWatchingPod at gmail.com. Once again, that's WeLikeWatchingPod at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, any things you guys want us to watch, any things you guys you know think we should review, let us know. Be fantastic. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.